Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now well hello slurds i've got a little announcement for you the Cheers to Comics podcast is now proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. And what is NSCLiveTV.com? I'll tell you. It is an all-around comic book channel. Yeah, it's a, you go to this website, NSCLiveTV.com, and you're going to be given all of these options in different channels. Uh, for instance, the Cheers to Comics podcast, I believe, is channel 34. So, yes, there's there. Ah, we're one of the first podcasts on there, but uh, as far as other comic book needs, everything from live auctions to uh, other distributors, and I mean, it is an all around comic book website for collectors and enthusiasts and readers alike. So, once again, Cheers to Comics is super stoked to be affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com, and I, I think you should check it. I don't think. I don't think. I know you should go check it out. Uh, links are all in the description, but yeah, it's easy. NSCLiveTV.com. Your home for the best in auction action. Well, hello again, Slurds, and welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is Pull List Priorities. These are my priorities for the 11th of December, 2019. So if you're not familiar with what this uh, what this segment of the show is, it's, you know, it's what's coming out next Wednesday. Uh, is it everything coming out next Wednesday? No. Who has that kind of time? <laughs> I do point out the stuff on every level. It's not necessarily the stuff that's just on my pull list. It's also other popular stuff that may not necessarily fall in my taste, but I don't discriminate. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean it shouldn't be promoted. And, uh, yeah. You know, as you listen to this podcast, you'll get the gist of it. So, let's just dive right into this. I'm going to start out with some indies. And, uh, let's see, crack open a little beer here. Gotta, what, what am I doing? I know I don't always announce what I'm drinking, but, uh, this, this has got a space squirrel on it, so I'm gonna fucking talk about it. Uh, Starcut Ciders? Pulsar? It's a dry cider? I don't know. Fermented with Michigan apples. Aww. Well, I like, uh, good old space squirrel, so that's what's happening. And that, um,. Is okay. Let's do this. Alright. Uh, starting all the way down at the bottom of the indie list alphabetically. Uh, 
Vault. Vault Comics. We've got How Heist, How to Steal a Planet, number two. I fucking love the first book. It, I did not think that it would be something that uh, I would be continuing on with initially until I read it, and I just thought it was very well told. The art is awesome, and the, the pacing was just too perfect. We've also got Sarah and the Royal Stars, number five. I know this is a popular book. Uh, I'm not reading it, but it seems to it seems to be doing okay on the shelves. So, there you go. There's some Vault Comics. We've also got plenty of Valiant to talk about this week. And I'm proud to say that Valiant is now actually sending me their uh, press release stuff. So, I'm, gonna, I'm I'm getting this stuff early, y'all. I already know. I already know. But, oh man. Um, Let's see here. Ch-ch-ch-ch. Uh, Dr. Mirage. Okay, we got a Dr. Mirage number five. Not reading Dr. Mirage, but bam, there you go. Uh, the big one for me, the the, the huge one, the big one, is Rye. Rye number two. I was fucking blown away by number one. Uh, Dan Abnett's writing and pacing and setting up this character was uh, 11 out of 10. And Juan Jose Rip's art is always phenomenal. And should be in way more interiors of books, uh, especially in. Uh, not, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with doing valiant, doing valiant art, but come on now, this stuff needs to be exposed on the 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 DC and Marvel level. This art is fucking incredible. But yeah, no, I'm a I'm a huge fan of this book. Uh, it's, I mean, I love me some Bloodshot, and there's no XO going on right now, but uh. <laughs> this Rye, man. This is easily my most recommended Valiant book, just after the first issue. And, yes, the second issue as well, because like I said, I'd be getting it early, yo. Uh, let's move on to Titan. This isn't a name I bring up often, but here we go. Titan Comics, we've got Life is Strange number 11. I, I don't I'm not reading this, but I just decided, no, I'm going to fucking talk about it. <laughs> Emma Vicelli and Claudia Leonardi, along with Andrea Izzo, on the creative team here. Let's just read what a description about this book has to do in the middle of a number 11 type of thing. The time-twisting road trip hits a speed bump as Max realizes she may not know her friends as well as she thinks. Uh, Claimed writers Emma blah 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 continue the highly anticipated third arc of the official comic. Okay, so set in the world of the award-winning... Alright, oh, so this is a fucking video game. That explains the the cover art there. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't see, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, plenty of covers to choose from on that as well. Then there's also a Robotech Remix number three coming out of Titan. So, bam. Titan Comics, talking about ya. Scout. Mm-hmm, I love me some Scout. Good stuff. Only one scout book to talk about, though. We've got Wretches. Wretches number two. You're goddamn right I'm reading this book. Uh, another book came out at the same time as, uh, you know, fucking, what was it, Heist? And I thought, oh, man, one of these. One of these is probably not going to continue on on my pull list. Turns out I was fucking wrong. Wretches is dope. It, it, it was it was a great setup. I'm hoping that number two, you know, fucking, uh, it, it, it it continues on that that fast pace. I don't want it to slow down at all. It has the potential to slow down, just based off the story that we're giving here, given here. But I mean, who knows? Who knows? James E. Roach, killing it, just killing it. 
So Wretches, number two, from Scout Comics. We're going to talk... Uh, oh, oh, you know what? Fuck it. Oni Press. Oni Press has an Invader Zim book. They're already at issue number 48. Good lord. So, mm-hmm. Invader Zim fans, there you go. We're going to jump up to Aspen now. Aspen Comics. Where'd you go? Aspen. Oh, okay, there it is. Lola XOXO number four. So I don't know Lola XOXO, but it seems to be doing well. Um, I, I don't. I really don't know anything about it. It looks like a badass bitch with a six shooter, and uh, there, there's a horse. So uh, I don't know. Is she a cowgirl? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, you know, fucking, if you're reading this book, there, there you go. There's your, there's your reminder. Uh, Antarctic Press. Oh yeah, lots of A's in the Indies this week. We've got Dog Eaters, number three of six. What the fuck is Dog Eaters? Uh, Malcolm Wong and Guillermo A. Angel. After leaving Three Palms, the Black Dog Clan heads through a roach-infested desert. En route, Tracy develops a crush on Bevan, but her father, Lamont, objects and banishes Bevan from the caravan. Tracy runs away to follow Bevan and they spot a large roach army. <laughs> Alright, um, so this is a six-part miniseries and looks like we're fixing to be halfway through. So obviously it's not a book I'm reading based off my uh, my my uh, pitch and my... <laughs> yeah, everything about that says I'm not reading it. But the actual premise of it itself? I don't know, that seems kind of cool. Fucking, I don't know, there you go. If you're looking for something new uh, that I'm not talking about. We've got Scratcher, number three of four. Yeah, no, Scratcher, the first issue is kind of a slow start, but I still find the premise to be very, very intriguing. Intriguing. Uh, yeah, John Ward and Juan Romero on that one. Uh, if you guys are reading Scratcher, uh, hit, me, hit me up. If there's anything on here that you're reading and I'm not that you feel like I should spend more time talking about on, uh, then please hit up at Cheers to Comics on Twitter, and or, or I mean you know I'm I'm on the Instagrams and the Facebooks as well. You you'll, you'll find me. Just it's worth a Google. But yeah, let's uh let's talk about these strong. Oh, what is this strong box big bag book of Boone? Let me try that again. Strong box big bad book of Boone number five of eight. H. Thomas Altman and Sebastian Sala. Alright, you have my, uh, alright, Antarctic Press, you have my attention here. What is this? Call Me the Hunter. Following a catastrophic first outing with the Savants, Frank Boone questions his allegiance with them as both parties struggle to maintain dark and terrible secrets from one another to ensure mutual preservation. Meanwhile, Dixon's sadistic surge of fury leads him to his next cursed victim in the circle of the bitten. I don't know what any of that means. Apparently, you have to know what the first four issues are to understand any of that. Well, I've never even heard of this book, to be honest. But it sounds interesting. What's a, what's a circle of the bitten? I don't know. I don't know. Keeping it going. Oh man, you know I was just <laughs> I was just thinking the other day. You know what book I haven't read in a while that needs to keep going that I hope didn't get canceled is The Goon. Well, uh, the universe is delivered. We've got The Goon number seven, motherfuckers. Eric Powell, Tom Snagoski, Snagoski, and uh, Brett Parson. Yes, I the, the Goon is back again. 
a little bit of a hiatus, but uh, to be fair, he they, uh, they did put up three issues in five weeks, if I remember right. And even though one of the issues came out backwards, as far as <laughs> the numbering, uh, I think four came out or five came out before four or something like that. I don't know, but it's the goon. Get excited, Albatross. Funny books. Let's talk aftershock. Just uh, let's see here. Oh yeah, we've got Shoplifters Will Be Liquidated, number three. This is a book that I planned on getting on, but for whatever reason, it must have sold out before I could get to it. So I might have to trade weight on this one. And then we've got You Are Obsolete, number four. I did pick up the first issue of this one, and I did actually have the chance to, to meet Matthew Clickstein. He's uh, actually a Denver local. But yeah, he's got a movie in production on all of this, so yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, I, I I thought it was a cool first issue. It just seems like it might be... I don't know. It wasn't an investment for me. I watched the movie. <laughs> uh, let's go boom. Let's go boom. Boom Studios. What is this? BB Free, number 2 of 12. I don't know what BB Free is. I passed on it, and uh, it looks like Previews World even kind of passed on a description here. So, But if you are reading this book, you've been reminded... Uh, more Buffy? Okay, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel Hellmouth, number three. I see this, is, you know, this name and title tossed around a lot, but, I mean, obviously Buffy's nothing new, but I don't know what this Angel Hellmouth crossover thing is. I don't read the Whedon verse, to be perfectly honest. Mm, it's just not my, not my gig, huh? But Power Rangers is, go, go Power Rangers, number 26. Digging Power Rangers so much. Uh, all of this is so awesome. I need to... Uh, I need to read Mighty Morphin, but I'm still waiting on that cover A because the the foil cover, I'm telling you, I'm not going to fucking touch it. I'm not going to touch it. It's in my light now. Mylar. My light. Mylar. I don't know what the word is. Uh, extra thick plastic. What else? Red Mother. Ooh. Red Mother number one. Jeremy Hahn. Okay. Okay. Uh, and Danny Luckert. So... Alright, so D Jeremy Hahn, if you're not familiar, he's the guy that's doing The Realm. The Realm is dope. Uh, but it's more of a trade paperback type of thing. It's hard to keep up with in issues because it's, it's, you know, it's a whole universe expansion type of thing. But, uh, uh yeah, no, I mean, that enough is, and that art, that cover art is amazing too. Uh, he also does the cover art. But, yeah, uh, I'm going to pick this up. I am going to pick this up. At least a number one out of curiosity. Give it a good old college try there mm, what else oh okay something is killing the children number four i heard this book came back hard number two actually i i dropped it um it was just i at that point i kind of lost faith that tinian was going to give me a fast-paced story because that second issue went in reverse it was so slow but i heard three came out heavy and hard and i did flip through it and i didn't i can't say that i personally saw that, but I also didn't read it. I just looked at the pictures, because I'm simple. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but number four, here it is. It was a heavily popular book to begin with, but I can't say that it's being reprinted at this point. And, and a Steven Universe book, number 35. So I don't, I fucking, I don't know what any of that is, but it's, it's a name that's talked about, so there you go. Let's move on to IDW. No, let's move on to Dynamite. Let's move on to Dynamite, I say. Black Terror, number three. I like Black Terror. They didn't know what the fuck Black Terror was. 
didn't realize he was one of the first real superheroes. Um, yeah, vigilantes of sorts. This guy's been around before Superman, yeah? Yeah? <laughs> oh, whoa, those weird words that came out of my mouth. So there you go. Um, Black Terror, number three. And Kiss Zombies, number two. So, mm-hmm. well, Ethan Sachs doing Kiss Zombies. So, enough said, right? It's not about smooching on the dead. It's Kiss, rock and rolling all night in a zombie apocalypse, motherfuckers. So, there you go. Oh, oh, this is neat. All right, Dynamite's doing a dollar edition of The Boys, number one. Dynamite's doing a dollar edition. Hmm, how come I can say that so well, but I can't? Never mind. Uh, so Dynamite's doing a dollar edition of The Boys, number one. So if it's something that, you know, it's fucking a book that's hard to afford, a lot of the trades, even though, you know, the trades are the way to go back and read it, it'd be hard to find it some, uh, you know, in some stops, in some stops, because uh, they fucking sell so quick. It's heavily popular. But there are a bunch of omnibuses and shit of the boys coming out this week, too, so... There we go. Uh, Vampirella. Red Sonia. Number four. A little crossover that's getting a lot of attention right now, so... I'm not reading... I don't really lead, read it. I don't lead. I don't read any of that, uh... The only Dynamite I read is superhero stuff. Not the... And it's not the, the this type of superhero stuff that people are beating off to. So... There you go. Yeah, I said it. Dark Horse Comics. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Aliens vs. Predator, Thicker Than Blood, Jeremy Barlow, Doug Wheatley. Yo. Yo. Predators board a luxury charter spaceship, unleashing a path of terror and bloodshed. An adolescent girl and her younger brother are the last to survive. And begin a cat and mouse change with the attackers. They hope for an escape, but they haven't counted on the alien. God damn it. It's this... Come on. Guys, come on. If you... (laughs) I don't need to... You're either an alien and predator fan or you're not. There's no convincing you at this point. Uh, So yeah. More Dark Horse, though. As if that wasn't enough. We got a number one. This might be the first number one that I've brought up all podcast criminal macabre the big bleed out steve niles and gula nemeth all right um okay supernatural detective cal mcdonald found wandering the streets as a disheveled vagrant is ripped from his self-imposed retirement to resume his monster killing career bam sounds good to me done sold four issues on the pull list that sounds fucking awesome I've been really liking some Dark Horse lately. Uh, what else from Dark Horse to talk about? Alright, what's this? Ether Disappearance of Violent Bell. Well, these titles are getting uh, out of control. Uh, Matt Kent and David Rubin. Hot on the trail of kidnapped fairy Violent Bell, the interdimensional detective Boone Diaz finally corners the assassin that has been out for his blood and finds that the mystery runs deeper than violence disappearance. Well, none of that means anything to me, but, I mean, it's four-fifths of the way through this series that I've never heard of. But, once again, I don't discriminate. If you read it, or just because I don't read it, doesn't mean it should not be shouted out. Sometimes I just like to fucking talk about stuff I have no, no idea about. 
Let's do that one more time. Steeple, number four of five. I don't want to Whoa, that cover, though. John Allison and Warwick Johnson Caldwell. Yeah, keep talking about uh, visual covers on the podcast, Brian. That'll go over well. Go to a comic book shop. Fucking see it for yourself. That is cool. That is way cool. So a supernatural tale of friendship, the devil, and moral gray areas? Hula! All right. All right. What is... Okay. I'm going to have to go... All right, the start of autumn brings more than changing leaves. It also brings Witchfest, where the coastal parish, Turgidin, is beset by a horde of festive witches celebrating the equinox. And local curate, Billy, finds herself accidentally volunteering? Ew, hey. Devils and volunteers and moral gray areas and supernaturals. I like it. Steeple, number four or five. Let's keep going with these indies, baby. Let's just keep doing this. Image Comics. Uh, Battle Pug. I feel like that book just came out, but I'm not mad. Uh, I'm not reading it, so whatever. It's incredibly popular, though. I find that a lot of first-time readers, when, when I'm stalking them at the comic book shelves on Wednesday, gauging what people are doing and buying and flipping through and putting back, uh, I find a lot of people pick up Battle Pug. Especially when it's their, it seems to be seemingly their first go at a comic book store. So I've, I have no idea. You know what? I have the ability to find out. Mike Norton and Alan Pasalacqua. All right. Uh, oh yeah, this is the one with. It's it's it looks like Conan and Lockjaw. <laughs> Conan the Barbarian and Lockjaw is what it seems to be. So fucking a. Uh, Deadly Class, number 42. Uh, Bone Machine, part 3. Alright, yeah, no, I'm not reading Deadly Class, but Bone Machine. Right? Uh, Gideon Falls, number 19. Uh, Jeff Lemire, Andre Sorrentino, I believe. I should probably click on it and confirm that. Mm, Okay, Jeff Lemire and Dave Stewart. Andre Sorrentino did the... Okay, well, now this got the... Dave Stewart's a color artist. Fuck you, previews. Alright, so I don't... I, I hear the book's great. Probably gonna have to go through and read it in trades, because collecting it, you know, starting now... I know I say all the time, oh, I'm gonna start picking it up now. Well, I forget. So <laughs> there we go. It's hard to remember to pick up a book that's 19 issues in that you haven't been reading. I'm not gonna lie. So hopefully this podcast helps remind you a little bit if you're in the same boat as me. And, uh, by bo- uh, that's just forgetful. Hit Girl Season 2, number 11. Not Kevin Smith anymore, but Peter Milligan's doing it with Allison Sampson. Alright, Hit Girl. Uh, I, I thought, I only read issue 1, which is Kevin Smith's issue, and it was a silent issue all the way through. Still found it to be very entertaining, but for whatever reason, Diamond shorted the shop again on number 2, and makes it hard for people like me to keep up with that stuff, because... You know, um, Oblivion Song, number 22. I read the first 15 of this, and to be perfectly honest with you, I'm fucking incredibly lost, but I hear great things, and that's why I, you know, kept going after, you know, all the way up to 15 issues, because people kept saying, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. Turns out I'm just too stupid for this one, I guess. Uh, and I've never really read Robert Kirkman. Yes, I've, I've only read the first volume of The Walking Dead. It was cool, but... 
I mean, it wasn't confusing like this. And to be honest, I kind of knew a lot of the characters because I saw the show before I read The Walking Dead. Yeah, I said it. Uh, but, yeah, 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 I don't know. This is not my, uh, not my book, but incredibly popular nevertheless. Ooh, a number one. An image number one. Lucy Claire Redemption. Ah, uh, yeah. All right, series premiere, John Upchurch. Lucy Claire was once a celebrated hero, but through a series of sinister events, she was slandered and defamed, and her children were taken from her. Aww. But when an old danger reemerges, Lucy will have to take on the mantle of hero once again in order to right the wrongs of her past and, above all else, find a way back to her children. Cool. All right. All right. All right. I mean, I'm going to try number one. But uh, the premise doesn't really seem like something that's going to grab old Brian Wayne by the boo-boo. That's for sure. Reaver has uh, been all types of... Mm, so good. Justin Jordan, Rebecca Isaacs, Alex Guillemaris. And we've got the end of the first story arc. We've got our berserker. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Essenbreaker. Bam. Remembered it. It's working. Take notes. Take notes, guys. Not from me. I'm saying take notes when you read comics. It helps remember things. Essenbreaker, my favorite character of the whole story. All up on the front of the cover as well he should be. He's got a fucking pauldron all splattered with blood. He looks cool, though. He looks perfectly alive and shit. Uh, guys, if you're not familiar with Reaver or haven't been doing it, so we got six issues, so there's probably going to be a trade coming out here soon. I highly suggest that you throw this on your list. If you're a fan of... Uh, Suicide Squad at all, uh, and don't not the fucking movie. Rate the fucking movie. The the, the 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 idea, the team, and if you like medieval uh, type of s settings, you know, Game of Thronesish kind of in a way, uh, then Reaver is the perfect fucking book for you. It's uh, one super heavy start, two kind of dipped, and then from three on up has just been fan frick fantastic so yes no reaver highly highly recommended from me at least and the last image book of the week i'm gonna shout out fuck there's some quality stuff man undiscovered country number two charles soul scott snyder daniel orlandini now i'm not going to give any premise on this book because if you haven't read number one i'm not going to ruin that for you uh, this is not the spoilery part of my podcast, so you've been spared. However, uh, go through and read Undiscovered Country, because I will not spare you from here on out. Uh, <laughs> this is just what it is. The, uh, number one, blew me the fuck away. I know there was a lot of hype around this book. A lot of fucking hype around this book, and I thought, nah. Eh, I mean, I like Charles Soule. Uh, I have nothing against Scott Snyder, but I know he could be really long-winded at times, and I just, uh... but then I read it, and I was like, I didn't fucking see that coming, and, whew, god damn, god damn, Undiscovered Country, uh, late arrival for potential indie of the year, and, uh, yeah, that wraps up Image, I almost skipped IDW. I almost skipped it because I said it on accident earlier. There, I mean, this is going to be the most popular book of the week. 
and this is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle ongoing number one fucking hundred. And it, uh, dog, yo, there's gonna be, yes, it's an $8 price tag, oversized though, oversized prestige format, uh, it's, mm. So many incentive variants, uh, retailer variants out there. The Mile High retailer variant, y'all gotta check that shit out. I know, it probably seems like a Mile High comic shill, but that's just where I get my shit. So, you know, shout out to my LCS, man. Uh, but, whew, whew. Yeah, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then there's a Dungeons & Dragons Infernal Tides number one, so... Uh, I'm not, I'm, uh, but it's Jim's up. God damn it. <laughs> it's gonna be good, y'all. Uh, he clearly knows his D&D on account of his Rick and Morty D&D crossover book. He's doing very, very well. But, yeah, other than that, mm-hmm, yeah, that's IDW. That's the indies. Lots of indies this week. Almost, yeah, 27 minutes spent talking about indies. But that's good. That's good because, you know, I, this... Uh, uh, people ask, oh, where do I get into comics? And I could say, what's your favorite superhero? But instead, I like to say, well, what do you like? Because from there, you know, it just broadens it. And just all these different types of indies. We've got, yes, a superhero book in Rye. We've got our classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We've got books like Heist and... Blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm going to go on a fucking rant. Undiscovered Country? That's not a superhero book. <laughs> At least it doesn't seem like it. So, you know, but let's let, let's move on to these big two before I start talking all types. Of, no, indies are great. Indies are great. But big two, they keep the industry going. If it wasn't for these guys, then it's going to be a lot harder for these indies. So let's talk about DC Comics. We've got Batman and the Outsiders number eight. Uh, not reading it, but uh, I did read the first couple issues, and it, nece- it wasn't necessarily for me, mostly because... These aren't characters that I'm all too familiar with. You no, know, I don't know Signal, Black Lightning. I'm fucking. I you know I really don't know anything about uh, Orphan. I think is another one in there. Pfft, aren't they all orphans? Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, Batman and the Outsiders. From what I, the people that are reading it seem to praise it very highly. So there you go. Batman Curse of the White Knight number five of eight. I'm saving all this stuff up. You know, I'm I'm buying them for sure, but I don't I, I can't tell you what's going on in, in it at this point. I hear nothing but great things though, so bam. The okay, yeah. Uh, Batman's Grave number three of twelve. This is your your Warren Ellis and Kevin Nolan twelve parter. That's just been pretty incredible. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's hard to. It's just something that I kind of enjoy to myself at this point. When I find talking points, I'll talk about them on the weekly overviews. But as of right now, um, yeah, I just enjoy it all to myself. It's that fucking good. Oh, man. Don't tell me. It, uh, who's going <laughs> to... What a great... Ji Hyung Lee. I really like his art quite a bit. So that's. I know I don't talk about variants often, but that's the type of shit that catches my eye. Uh, I haven't been, you know, if you've been following the podcast, haven't been a lot of wall books on my end lately. A lot of my wall books relied on DC's uh, quasi-virgin variant covers. You know, most of them, that's where it came from, because usually if I'm going to hang it on a wall, it's going to have very minimal trade dress. DC's been good at that. But they haven't really been putting out artists that I hang on my wall, but it looks like this week that's going to change. 
starting with Batman's Grave. But anyway, we'll talk about those on the overviews. Dark Knight Returns the Golden Child. This is the book that the Chinese are all fucking pissed off about because Frank Miller is talking about... I don't know. Apparently it relates to politics. Everything fucking relates to politics. <sighs> Whatever. Uh, I'll say it once. I'm going to say it again. Hey, China, let us fucking do our books, huh? I'm reading the shit out of this. I'm going to, you know, I might just fucking read it twice just out of fucking spite. Anyways, Black Label. Uh, <laughs> so this is a whole new character. And I'm not going to get into all that. Uh, but this is a, more. Uh, this is the fourth iteration of Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. Or Dark Knight stuff. And now Black Label. Oh, I'm totally buying into this. Totally. Who's drawing it? Raphael Grampa. All right. Yeah. Dig it. Detective Comics 1017. What the fuck? Top Taylor is doing a detective. Oh my god. Fernando Blanco. Oh. Guys. My, my. Uh. In the dead of winter, a child has gone missing from the Martha Wayne Orphanage. You know, I can't even fucking talk right now. I should have saved this for last. I just threw something across the room. Who knows how many fucking statues and figures I just broke. Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor's doing a fucking detective comic story. Good lord. I mean, <laughs> whew. Whew. Uh, anticipated much? Yeah. Yeah, you are. You are. Dollhouse Family, number two of six. Mike Carey, Peter Gross. I should have started with this. God damn, my energy level just rose to the fucking roof. Mike Carey, Peter Gross, and Vince Locke. Dollhouse Family was dope. Really a great concept. Super creepy. Um, no spoilers, so... Yeah, just just read it. Just read it. It's good. It was awesome. I like this Hill House comic stuff. So far, it's been a strong start. And uh, I'm just going to keep that going. Oh, Far Sector, number 2 of 12. So, uh, it's the, the that Lady Lantern. Uh, rookie Green Lantern, Chojiner Joe Mullins investigates... And, ugh, I don't fucking know. Um, so, yeah, there you go. That book. Far Sector. <laughs> How to bring down a podcast. Uh, Flash, number 84. I don't read Flash, but, you know... I'm, I'm, I'm going to make sure that y'all that do read Flash or are interested in Flash know that this is a Flash week. So there you go. What else? Oh, they even got a Flash Giant, too. So, yeah, what do you know? It's nice to see these being released on comic book shelves and just not fucking Walmarts now. Oh, man, big DC week. Holy shit. Uh, Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, or Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Sorry, I got that all mixed up. Who's doing the... The variant covers this week. Alright, it's all Looney Tunes and shit. Cool. I'm just buying these books for the variants, the Poison Ivy sides. Uh, this, this story springs from the Heroes in Crisis, and if you want to know how I feel about Heroes in Crisis, see previous podcasts of me talking about Heroes in Crisis. Uh, Hawkman, number 19. I don't read Hawkman, but... Mm -hmm. I'm I'm actually impressed it's gone 19 issues, to be honest. That has nothing to do with the creative team or anything like that. I just don't feel like this is a character that would warrant having his own title lasting this long. I could see a 12-issue maxi-series, you know, Martian Manhunter type of series, but I'm impressed. I'm fucking impressed. 
Uh, Alright, now I'm confused. Are they still putting out Injustice stuff? So, Injustice 2, Volume 6, the, they're just now con wrapping up the the sixth volume of Injustice and Trade? I know I don't talk about trades much, but Injustice is a series that I would like to have the entire omnibus of. Uh, because, and, you know, in case you don't <laughs> know, I'm a huge Tom Taylor fan. So, yeah, no, I'm, I don't know. I can't believe that that hasn't finished yet. Confusing. Confusing. Ju especially since the Omnibus came out a couple weeks ago. Justice League Odyssey, number 16. I hear it's a great Justice League book. A whole lot of dark side. And there you go. Uh, Ocean Master's getting his little Year of the Villain taste. I don't, I'm not doing any of the Year of the Villain one-shots. I did do that Joker one, though, because John Carpenter and... Glad I did, because it's probably going to go down as my single issue of the year, so... Uh, to do Supergirl number 37. I don't read Supergirl, but I do tend to buy the Derek Chu variants, so... Might still be getting some monies out of me. We shall see. Supergirl, incredibly popular. Um, yeah, there's no reason for me to not remind you of it. It's... yeah. Uh, Superman, though... Superman number 18, this uh, speculator book of the week, probably. This is my key of the week. <coughs> uh, Brian Michael Bendis, Joe Prado, Ivan Reese. Well, why is this your key of the week, Brian? Why don't you tell us? Superman is revealing his identity. So, well, I heard he's changing his name to Carlos. That last part's not true. I made that last part up. But... Yeah, no, he's revealing himself, and I bet you Lex Luthor's all fucking rock hard about it. Uh, oh, we got a Tales from the Dark Multiverse. We got a Judas contract. So there you go. That's still going on. That's cool. Oh, man. These fucking variants. Uh, Wonder Twins, number 10 of 12. Uh, I thought this was a... Four or five three-parter. I don't know. I didn't think it was going this long. But, but mm, there you go. Mark Russell and Stephen Byrne. Wonder Twin Powers. Schmactivate. That does it for DC, y'all. Let's move right into Marvel. Heavy fucking DC week. It's going to be an expensive one. If, you know, you, you have a taste for all of the most popular books out there, that is. Because <laughs> I feel like they put them all on the same... The same little week. Let's see what Marvel does. Um, uh, skip, 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 skip. Okay, Annihilation Scourge, Beta Ray Bill. Um, well, I got a bit of an announcement, y'all. I originally thought that I would be trade waiting this Scourge Annihilation or Annihilation Scourge thing, but on account of Mr. Matthew Rosenberg has contacted me. And will be coming on the podcast and be a featured creator corner here very, very soon. I figure that I would have to add something more to the uh, talking point list. And why not his big, ongoing, current, uh, cosmic event? So, yes, I am going through and reading it. Will it be making the podcast overviews? I, I can't tell you for sure. But I will say that I will be talking about it on some level with Matthew Rosenberg himself. So very, very excited about that. Um, yeah, 
There you go. That's cool. Black Panther, Agents of Wakanda, number four. I don't remember why I didn't pick up number two, because I remember being really surprised and liking number one quite a bit. So, oops, I don't know. Captain America, uh, number 17. Uh, you know, I'm not reading Captain America, but Tana Hesse Coates and Jason Masters be killing it from my understanding. And, uh, yeah, I have no idea what's going on in this. I feel like this isn't really a Captain America book from the rundowns that I've skimmed through. It feels more like it's a Steve Rogers book. But, I don't know, whatever. He's Captain America, so there you go. Captain Marvel, number 13. This is an arc that I am... I am... Mm, interested in. You know, it's a character that I've always had a hard time reading. But for one, Mark Brooks covers. Mark Brooks's covers are fantastic. So that alone is enough to get my money. But this Dark Avenger arc or Dark Marvel arc, uh, Vox, I think, is in this somehow. This is very intriguing to me. So this is actually. I know I probably could just wait for the trade. I'm not reading it current. But I am picking up these issues just to have them. And from my understanding, they are. Uh, uh, well, uh, future key issues, possibly. So, there we go. Dark Captain Marvel. Just sounds scary. Because she's already a bitch. Uh, um, um, keeping it going. Dr. Doom. Nope, nope. Doom 2099 is what I mean to say. Uh, yeah, this 2099 thing. Not getting my money, but, 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 um, yeah. I uh I don't I don't know what to say about it. Um if you are doing the 2099 thing, there you go. That was an awkward pause of me just staring at my screen for a second, lost in fucking translation. Fallen Angels number 3. Uh number 2 kind of took a dip for me, except for the art. Art was amazing, but I would imagine that this Apos story is going to start ramping up even more and of all of the the X-Men or the Dawn of X titles that are been sprung I feel like Fallen Angels is the most self-contained so it definitely has that going for it for sure I do want to stay on this book though I really do Fantastic Four number 17 uh, the point of origin story is still continuing on um, I'm this is an arc that I'm not I'm not really I'm not following actually I read the first one and thought okay cool I don't I don't need a Fantastic Four origin story or re-origin story, if you will, but uh, I, I'm, I didn't stop buying it. So I mean, I got I, I'm not gonna fucking be missing an arc from my Fantastic Four collection. That's well, that's blasphemous. Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number fourteen. <laughs> Tom Taylor, Ken Lashley. Yo, this is yeah. Mm. Now that Superior Spider-Man has ended, this is easily the best Spidey title out there. 100%, hands down, no doubt about it. There is no argument to be had. Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man is the Spider-Man book. And I know when you're going through and looking at which Spider-Man book do I subscribe to, because we don't all have the... The, the screw loose in the head that Brian does, it allows him to just, I, I bet them all. <laughs> but, uh, no, if I had to, if I had to pick one for you, it's Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Uh, I don't even need a gun to my head.
uh, keeping it going. Ghost Rider number three. Oh, I really wish I could have got into this, but the first one, you know, I like Ed Brisson and all, and I, I even like, uh, oh, okay. Uh, well, one Frigetti's doing the cover, or the, the interiors this time. That changes things, because I wasn't a fan of Aaron Cooter's Ghost Rider art. I like Aaron Cooter's work. I wasn't a fan of how he drew Ghost Rider, or I mean, not necessarily just how he drew the character, but how how the book went about. Uh, just as an overall tone, didn't feel right. But one Frigetti doing art might bring me back. We shall see. Okay. Um. Yeah. All right. Uh, I know I don't do the the, the the trade things often, but this is a big one. We've got the House of X and Powers of X hardcover. So, uh, I mean, I know it's fucking damn near impossible at this point to go through and track down all 12 of those single issues. And it's going to cost you a hell of a lot more than $60 to do so, and then you still got to protect the issues. I say just go out and get this hardcover. If you have any interest in the X-Men universe from here on out, this is a staple to have in your collection. I mean, it's a must-read. You are not going to understand anything that's going on unless you know what's going on in this book. These 12 stories. So, there you go. Uh, hard, hardcover of the week, I guess. I don't know. That's not a thing. Uh, Mortal Hulk number 28. Mortal Hulk be dope, yo. Tom Riley and Mateus Burgess filling in on the art, but Al Ewing still writing it. Uh, Hulk has pretty much started this, oh, shit, um, hmm, uh, Project, Project, uh, what is it, Project Chaos? Pro yeah, I don't know, I, fuck, I'm a Fight Club fan. Uh, yeah, but that's what it feels like. It's, it's not, this fucking story's so good. God damn, it just keeps getting better. Uh, what else from Marvel to talk about? Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 13. Cool, 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 cool. Saladin Ahmed. Oh, Rhino's on the cover, so I'm going to be cracking this one open. Uh, Miles Morales is now something I'm just kind of going back and forth on. You know, I, I respect the character. I want to continue having this, this run in my collection. But and there's not really enough going on in it right now to really have me drawn in. Even though right now it is kind of is the biggest arc of the series so far. Just kind of took a dip from me is all. Morbius number two. I'm going to keep going with Morbius for at least this one and the next one. I'm a big fan of the art for sure. I mean the art alone is enough to keep me on it. But I, I, I want to know what's going on with Morbius. I know that there's a... A movie that's supposed to get made, so um, I, I would like to be a little in tune, and I'd like to think if they're going to put out a Morbius comic, which is kind of a rare thing, uh, knowing that there's a Jared Leto Sony production in the works, then I would imagine that they've the 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 two producers of both mediums are at least communicating a little bit because yeah, it just makes sense. Keeping it going, we've got Punisher Soviet number two of six. Uh, Frank Castle hates the Russians, yo. That's what this book is. Savage Sword of Conan, number 12. Frank Thierry. And Andrea Di Vito. Alright, Savage Sword of Conan. Um, ba -ba. yeah, 
No. Uh, they're, they're every, I think, five issues are changing up the creative team, so... Good stuff, man. I, I've, I've been liking Conan lately, I'm not gonna lie. Jason Aaron Conan is my, my shit, but the Savage Sword stuff, pretty, pretty good. Keeping it going, we've got Spider-Man 2099, number one. So, yeah, you all know how I feel about all this. Not doing the Spider-Man 2099 event at all. But, there you go. Got a little Nick Spencer, Jose Carlos Silva action for ya. I do like Miguel, I'm not gonna lie. I do like Miguel quite a bit. I'm just not into a Spider-Man event at the moment. Spider-Verse, number three of six. So, this has been fun. Huh? Huh? I hear it's fun. I read the first issue, I thought, hey, I just did this. But if he didn't do the thing that I just did, which is that whole Spider-Geddon event that happened earlier this year already, then, bam, this is all, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that from all of, all of this and all of that. Star Wars, Dr. Aphra, number 40. I have yet to shout out this book, but it seems to be flying off shelves. Incredibly popular character, and this might even be the last issue, actually. Uh, yeah, seems like it. So, there you go. I have no idea. Uh, Dr. Aphra, I didn't, I didn't, I thought... Yeah, I don't I don't know Star Wars good, I guess. Strike Force number 4. Uh I am digging Strike Force. <laughs> Danny Howard really has me roped in. Anything that has to do with Blade, I'm all about it. Who lord that cover? Wah! Juan Jose Rip. What did I tell you? What the fuck did I tell you about mm, I told you. I just told you. I just fucking told you that Juan Jose Rip is a fucking master. And here I am, drooling all over this cover, thinking, well, you fuck yeah, he did the Contagion covers for, um, you know, at Marvel, too. I want more interiors, man. Uh, but I'm cool with German, German Peralta doing the interiors, too. This is, I'm fine with that. But we got our, our Strike Force team, Stormin' Castle Doom. So, Bam. Highly anticipated on my end. I just, ugh, I want the virgin cover of that. Is there a virgin cover of that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valkyrie Jane Foster, number six. Jason Aaron's still writing it. Al Ewing's helping. And Pere Perez <coughs> doing the art. I don't, once again, this is one of those things. I don't know why I'm still not reading it. Jason Aaron is one of the best in the business. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely the best Marvel exclusive writer, that's for sure. Uh, but, fuck, what the fuck? How come I'm not reading this? I really, really enjoyed the whole Jane Foster as Valkyrie thing. Whoa! Oh, okay, never mind, that's the poster. I was gonna say, not already. <laughs> I got all excited about the, the, the Clayton Crane Venom Island. But, nope, not yet. You know what is yet, though, is X-Force, number three. So, number two... Heavy comeback for me. I wasn't sure I was going to keep going with this, but number two brought X-Force back. I thought that freaking series was fun. Or that that, issue, that last issue was fun as hell. These X-Books are really coming out rapid fire at this point, And, you know, I, I know it could be daunting and overwhelming. And, you know, you got to pick your poison and it's hard to... But a lot of these you have to know what's going on in the other issues to really understand it too. So it makes it difficult. It does, you know, this whole Dawn of X thing is very difficult. I don't find any of the, the content to be bad though. 
that's the thing. <laughs> the Hickman's putting out this quality universe. Yeah, there are some books that uh, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm probably not going to continue reading. Like New Mutants is one of those that I think I'm just done. I opened up issue number two last week, and uh, it was just, it was a book. Uh, fucking novel, and I don't got time for all that, and I don't really have time for those characters either, not my characters, you know, I like Wolfsbane, glad she's back, but that was enough for me, so, you know, it just goes to show that, yeah, you're just gonna have to pick and choose, and I know that New Mutants ties into other stuff, and uh, I'm just gonna have to fucking deal with it, so, yeah, that's my little, uh, mutant rant. And, oh, shit, I don't want to end on that note. Okay, one more book. <laughs> Yondu, number three of five. Uh, if you like Yondu and you're familiar... Oh, it's not Kelly Thompson. It's Lon Lonnie Nadler doing this one with Zach Thompson. All right, cool, cool. Uh, I, I can only imagine it's keeping the same pace that Kelly Thompson was doing it. This is this is a Yondu book. That's what it is. If you know Yondu and you want to read Yondu, you've got a Yondu book. Bam. That does it, yo. I know this kind of ran on just a wee bit long for a pull list priorities, even with it just being a single host situation, but I don't want to... Uh, there was no fat to trim. There was no fat to trim. I, 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 feel, I feel confident that all of that stuff was not wasted breath. Someone's going to be picking up some of that stuff. The indies? Read some indies, yo. Uh, I don't know why I keep saying yo like I'm in some fucking... 90s urban I don't I don't fucking uh, read night uh, read 90s Jesus Brian let me uh clear my palette here read indies comics Indiana Jones's comics <laughs> damn it's still not working you know what I'm trying to say uh, read comic books in general I hope this helped just uh, just a little bit you know whether it was a reminder or a, oh shit I didn't know type of situation that's what this podcast is for and proudly brought to you by NSC Live TV as well. You know, no signal comics, baby. The best in auction action. So, support this podcast. And I'm going to appreciate it. And the way you support this podcast and get my appreciation is to go to Patreon. I tried to, uh, <laughs> tried to do some off-the-top alliteration there. It didn't really work out all that well. Uh, it's getting late for old Brian. Brian Wayne. Um... So, patreon.com slash cheers to comics for as little as a dollar. A fucking dollar. Find a dollar. Find a dollar. You throw it my way. A dollar a month. I'm going to send you some stickers and you're going to get all this great recognition. And then there are other tiers too. If you're like, well, this, this podcast is worth more than a dollar. Uh, I'd buy that for $2. Well, I don't have a $2 tier, but it goes up. I mean, I got a $5 tier and a $10 tier and I got some I've got some badass tiers and you get your money's worth. That's the thing is the the more you're willing to do donate, the more I'm willing to make you a part of this podcast. And I really do mean that. You, you I mean you're kind of like a producer at that point. And uh, it's it's not just a, an ego thing that I'm trying to throw your way. At this point in time, I actually have exclusive Patreon bonus content. My bonus episodes that usually air for free on Sundays will be up early for Patreons. Uh, up to four days early, sometimes five days early. It just kind of depends on how fucking froggy I'm feeling. But yes, 
and you don't, it's just a dollar, a buck, a buck, and you could have listened to the Rob Guillory interview early, or, I mean, mm-hmm, oh man, and these interviews coming up, this bonus content I have coming at you, whew, and it just keeps, it's to the point now where <laughs> I'm gonna have to start sandbagging a lot of it, because I've just got, I mean, I, I don't hate to say this. I'm grateful to say this. I got a lot of very cool people that want to talk on this podcast. So, yeah, there you go. If that's not an incentive, I don't know what the hell is. Uh, I mean, But if you, you just downright refuse to give me a dollar, then go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. And you will be just as appreciated. Not necessarily that producer credit, but uh, still... Highly, highly appreciated. Five-star rating sends us up in the rankings, makes the podcast more discoverable. Once again, I say us. It's just me, but I mean you as well. Us. We are one big comic book fucking army, man. Slurred army. So, yes, and then there's also ways to rate on Podchaser as well. If you're not familiar with Podchaser, it's worth a Google, podchaser.com. You're going to be, if you like podcasts, I'm telling you, go to podchaser.com. It is the the next innovation in uh, knowing, being in the know in podcasts, that's for sure. And you have the ability to rate episodes individually. Once again, that helps in the rankings. Podchaser is going to be a motherfucking thing, so let's get an early jump on that before... Before everybody and their mom gets in on it, and we get lost in the in the abyss of indie comic or indie podcasts, for that matter, not just indie comic book podcasts, indie podcasts. So yes, do your part, slurds. And uh, with that all being said, all of that being said, it's been a podcast. You slurs support your local comic book stores on Wednesday and Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday for that matter. You slurs read responsibly. Cheers, fuckers. This is RJ, Ash, Ray, Brandon, Harrison, and Bronson. We host a Dungeons and Dragons podcast called Realms and Nerds. Some highlights of our show include wreaking havoc in every town we visit, blowing up hot tubs, killing off fan favorite characters, high necromancers, inappropriate wedding etiquette, and every now and then, actually good storytelling. Join us in the realms of Pridea for fun fantasy adventures. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or just about wherever you get podcasts.